Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James, and Marco, and Nabil, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 33. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, a topic of the week provided by Nabil, and then the movie review of the new drama, A Star is Born. Hey, what you watching? Let's start off with what we've been watching. Um, Marco, what have you been watching, man? Oh man, I'm first again, twice in a row. <laughs> Look at that. And it's been a while, but yeah. I know. I've been watching not a lot, surprisingly enough. It's been three weeks. I know. <laughs> what have I, you been I figured, watching? I, I figured I'd leave in the spirit of Nabil while <laughs> Since he's we been got Nabil back, out so. and abroad. Yeah. It's bonjour. Welcome back, sir. Bonjour. Merci. So um, I, I, I've been watching Mayans MC on okay. FX. How is that? What I, you know? I forgot. I just got through the whole Sons of Anarchy thing. And I remember. I, that. I thought you'd like hands. this. Yeah. Did you yeah. not start it yet? No, I don't. I don't have FX, so I've got to wait till the season's over to watch it. Oh, you got to wait yeah. for it to go on the Netflix. Yeah. Okay. You don't. Well, have, oh my God, man. He's a cable we'll, cutter. I was like, we'll give one, cutter, one of our accounts We've to him. About that last. He's, he's one of few cable cutters out there. I I like it. Uh, it's a spinoff from. Like, as the bill mentioned, from the famous show, Sons of Anarchy. And it takes place in a post-Jax Teller world. And so it takes place after the Sons of Anarchy. A lot of people were speculating exactly when in the timeline it would take place. There was some speculation that it would take place in the middle oh, of, I thought it was a prequel. Of, of the show. No, they there, there were talks about doing a prequel show oh, with okay. Jax Teller's dad. Huh. But they ended up going with uh, the Mayans MC. And it basically revolves around a character named uh, Easy Reyes or Ezekiel Easy Reyes, who's uh, a former golden boy, quote unquote. Uh, he went to Stanford out up here in Northern California, but shit went down. He ended up going to prison and now he is a prospect for the Mayan MC charter near the California-Mexican border. So he's trying to make a name for himself as an outlaw now. It stars uh, J.D. Pardo as Ezekiel Easy Reyes, Sarah Bulger as Emily, who's actually his ex-girlfriend from his college years and high school years, and Edward James Olmos as Felipe Reyes, who's Easy Reyes' dad. And like I said, I'm liking it. It's it's not bad. It has that Sons of Anarchy feel to it. That's good. It's, it's filmed in a similar manner. Uh, it's very violent, just like its predecessor, and you get that right from the get-go. They get into this big brawl and gunfight with other gangs. The The acting, though, is a bit mediocre. I think that's where mm-hmm. it, it kind of lacks a little bit. I think it's maybe the characters getting used to who they're portraying, and they're Makes probably... It, a lot, there's a lot of no-names. Like I've never really heard... Uh, aside from James Edward Olmos, I haven't heard of any of these actors. Like I know J.D. Pardo 
has been on other TV shows. Like he's been on the TV show SWAT, which I've never seen. I, I yeah. I've never heard of him. And so. apparently he had a cameo in one of the Twilight movies. That's according to IMDb. So, <laughs> oh um, man, he can, but, yeah. he can be anyone. He can be anyone. Cafe but, guy number three. <laughs> but I feel like that's the only part of the execution I'm having a problem with. The plot is actually really good. It's slightly different from uh, the initial story of Sons of Anarchy. So. That part of it I enjoy. I like the fact that it focuses on the Mayan Motorcycle Club because I felt that their club was sort of like a secondary unit to Sons of Anarchy. Right, right. They, there's always plots revolving those members, and there's plenty of cameos in the first uh, couple of episodes. And I'm glad to hear that, too, because I, when I first got into Sons um, and I watched the first season, I didn't care much for it. I, it was violent, like shockingly violent. I, I didn't know they could get away with some of the stuff they did on cable for that show, um, yeah. for that first season. But I couldn't really see where that, why they were trying to set up the story the way they were setting it up. Definitely, all the actors are no names except for like two big TV stars um, that have done other shows, mostly comedies, right? But um, the acting was kind of like eh. You know, especially uh, what's whose name? I'm just forgetting. Jack right Seller. Now. Jack Seller. Yeah. Um, you know, like he was all new uh, to to the stage because he's a British actor. So that seems like it's kind of on the same road on the Mayans, and which isn't a bad thing if the plot's good. Right. Because that means it could come out with a really good second season and find their pace, which is what Sons did on their second season. Yeah, I think that this show is having that that same issue where they're trying to flesh things out. But the the main guy J D Pardo does Pardo does pretty good. His the guy who plays his brother isn't that bad, and of course. James Edward almost is really good, and Sarah Bolger, who plays Emily, she does a fairly good good job too. I haven't seen her in anything else, but if you are a fan of Sons of Anarchy or like crime dramas, then this is something definitely for you. It's on FX right now. I don't think the season has finished yet. I think they're only on the seventh episode. I want to say, yeah, and I'm only on the fifth, so I'm sort of watching it as it comes out. But yeah, I like it. I, I recommend it if you're into it. Other show I've been watching is actually a classic one. <laughs> and that I brought this up in the last episode with our special guest, John. But I started and I finished Breaking Bad. That's a lot of episodes wow. you killed up, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like over 60 episodes. And I don't know how I got through it. Well, actually, I do know. I've not been sleeping so <laughs> oh, so it hasn't yeah. changed in a month no <laughs> my god you might want to get that checked uh i just i don't know i think i've just been with this one i've been forcing myself to stay up late and catch two or three episodes but i was trying to finish it before the season finale of better call saul i just mm-hmm. wanted to get the full spectrum of the character of saul even though he's a secondary character in breaking bad yeah but my uh, my thoughts for Breaking Bad the second time around, um, I hate Walter White. You hate him? He's a piece of shit, man. He is a piece of shit. You know, I will I will agree with you that though I tried to root for him, that I think it was a, was the last season, a sec, maybe the second last season, it really turns at like, oh, he is not somebody I want to root for anymore. Yeah, like I'm against him. I loved him to his last breath. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, I respect him, his actions in the final season. But dude, he just everything he does when you when you're finally aware of all his actions and the consequences of what he does, 
and how it affects Jesse and also his son. Like they're very sympathetic characters because they're just trying. Jesse's just trying to survive, and Walt Jr. Well, I mean, his son. Walt Jr. is just <laughs> in the mix, dude, and he's so fucking innocent. He's just trying to have a normal family, and he can't. And you have this piece of shit dad who, yeah, we all know what he's trying to do. He's trying to do it for... He actually, was. He, he was, was at first. And to. then he got so corrupt with power that he even admits, you know, throughout the show that I, I did it for me. I loved it. Yeah, I no. enjoyed it. I mean, but that's why I liked it. But the last episode, he admits, like, yeah, I love doing it. And I was like, yeah. yes. I still, no, no, like, there's like, a lot of hints, like, he's doing this for him a couple times, so... Well, yeah. 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 Especially, like, early on in the season, like... He was also trying to find a way to just escape. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, if you had a wife like that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it it just his <laughs> his actions just speak louder than words, and I know that's such a cliche to thing thing to say, but it's it's true. Like you you just you just find it so hard to root for this guy who's who's just so fucking selfish, but. It was good to see the end result of Saul Goodman and to see who and what he transforms to and to see that comparison that between cool. Walter White and to see that they're very similar. Because if you go back and watch the the first appearance of uh, Saul Goodman on the show, he is totally different than he is in Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, aside from that, um, the only other thing I've been watching is actually Better Call Saul. And I watched nice. the uh, season finale, yeah. which I think was fucking amazing it, it was just it's one of my top one of my top favorite shows and i keep recommending it it's also on amc just like breaking bad was and if you were a fan of it i recommend it the fourth season just ended i'm hoping that it does get the green light for a fifth season because things are now really going full circle and connecting to the beginnings of breaking bad yeah so. i watched it as well and um i really enjoyed it i liked the way it ended and uh, yeah, if they have one more season, probably the last one. So. Yeah, I think it, it needs it just for it to come to. It, I don't think it needs to stretch out past that. That's no. Oh no, definitely no. Even even uh, its parent show didn't go past five seasons. Oh, yeah, we so. don't want to do another Walking Dead situation like that's Oh, just keep running into the yeah. ground. Rip, <laughs> rip. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I've been watching so far. Uh, there are a couple of shows I've mentioned before that I'm still in the process of watching, and I'll keep you all updated on that. So, with that being said, let's welcome back the Bill. Yay, me. What have you been watching, the Bill? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, obviously I've been traveling for a little bit, and um, so watching hasn't been on the top of my list of things to do. He's but like, I saw nothing. That's what I did. Actually, nothing on the plane. I saw. Huh? So I saw a couple movie, a couple movies that I was trying to catch up on. Let me tell you something that I didn't finish that I okay. saw on the plane. <laughs> Because um, I thought, and maybe I just need to see the unrated version. But I was watching Super Troopers too, and oh brother! But uh, edited though, right? It was slightly edited, uh. so that was also. But they didn't. The, so thing, I don't know if things have changed on international fights, but they don't edit the language. They just edit some of the content out now. There's a lot in that movie, I'm, which I'm yeah. sure there is. But even some of the jokes that I was saying, I wasn't finding it it's funny. A, I mean, and I don't know if it's dated. I feel like I need to watch it like properly because I just like yeah. twenty minutes into the film I was like, I can't. I'm gonna. That's watch funny. It. Somebody just posted on my Facebook about my review for um, Super Troopers Two, which yeah. is bizarre. By the I way, saw that. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I wanted to ask her like, did you search my review up? Because it's from August. <laughs> yeah. But me and Marco, <laughs> I want to say, saw that. Yes, you did. 
Yeah. And I actually think that's better than the first that's movie. That's what you said. That's why yeah. I wanted to watch it, because I'm reading your review. I, James and I disagree with this. I, I mean, I had just seen the first movie that same day, too. Yeah. And that movie's extremely dated, if you I'm watch no it doubt. again. Yeah. The premise of the second one sounds hilarious. You know, like a small part of uh, Canada is actually part of America. And yeah. they're trying to, like, it's, it's that's ridiculous. a hilarious concept. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it was, it was, like, funded by like viewers so oh, yeah super low budget and i mean it hits for when it hits but i laughed it, it's not something i would say you have to go out and watch but i mean if you can rent it or see it in streaming then yeah i felt it. there was this conflict within the movie where it was trying to be an early 2000s movie and yeah, modern it came comedy, out 15 so. years too late yeah, by yeah. Like too, by so like. that that was my my issue with it like some parts were funny others weren't whereas when no, I, when i saw the original the first one I couldn't stop laughing. So, but but you, yeah, it, I, I you couldn't finish like it. it. I mean, Marco, keep it. that memory of that movie. And don't ever watch the first one again, then, because right. you will definitely come back and be like, "Whoa, this movie!" Because I've rewatched sucks. the first one uh, not too not too long ago, I think, a couple years ago, and I remember it not being as funny as I remember it. Same here. So it was, I was, but I was expecting it to be funny just because of the fact that it's after you know. They try to retouch things and like the Hangover Two, funny. You know, you see it; it's kind of the same old things, but it's it's it's, it's what funny. you expect, yeah, right? It's what you but expect. no, yeah. this one uh, you got a grain of salt. But what I did watch um, uh, is The Office. Is something I've never watched the U.S. version. I've always kind of seen it on NBC. It's funny. Our last thing? guest, John, just watched the entire <laughs> thing as yeah. well. I, and that's so. Kind of, so you didn't watch the British version for this? No, I watched like the first episode, and I was like, "It's funny." But then I started getting into the US one. I was like, "This is funnier." Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize how funny it was until like I've been binging it, and there's a lot of seasons. There's like nine seasons. That's quite sucker. a few, from what I've heard. It's it's ridiculous, but. Each funny, each each season is funny. Each episode has its own little story. You're kind of vested in the characters, <laughs> and everybody has enough screen time. It isn't like just the the main characters that you might see in the promos. Like everybody's got some kind of B story, and and it's I think it's it makes it even better watching it um, like back to back like on Netflix because they do kind of continue kind of like Parks and Rec. Yeah, um, they continue right after each other um, and kind of vis- revisit what was happening before. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. Not just random episodes. Yeah. So it's very, and, and you, you don't really think about that when you're watching a show serialized, you know, week by week. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing it back to back, you just kind of want to keep moving forward and seeing what happens next. Kind of helps marathon yeah. the season. And they're short, you know, like 22 minutes. So not, not too hard to, to kind of just push through. Um, but yeah, like I'm on season six now, halfway through. Holy shit. <laughs> so you can tell what I've been watching since I've been back. Um, and also September is, he- or uh, October is here now. So the new fall seasons of shows have finally started. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to one of uh, my favorite fall shows, surprise uh, shows is 911. The uh, first responder show. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on Fox. I've, I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah, super melodramatic. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Doesn't need to really, uh, you know, be as dramatized as it is, but very entertaining. You've got Angela Bassett in it, who's you know she's a cop, so she's a badass. She's she's holding down the law, of course. Uh, it's it's about all first responders. <laughs> it's so like the Angela Bassett playing the same character she oh, yeah. plays in every movie, and <laughs> still enjoyable. Uh, you can't go wrong with her. The they actually have Jennifer Love Hewitt in this season, which. Let me tell you, not the same Jennifer Love Hewitt that I remember from that uh, Ghost Whisperer show and oh, yeah. from Party of being Five. Teen, yeah, Party of Five. <laughs> not the same late, but she's playing more like of a motherly sister kind of role. Makes sense. It's, okay. it's different for her, but she's good. The acting is 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 good. the The content is very fun, and the drama is you know keeps you on your sheet, your seats. You want to see what happens next, so definitely 
worth watching if you haven't seen it yet. Definitely, if you want to see it again, the first season, I, I recommend giving it a recap because they do call back a lot on that if you haven't seen that first season as well. But yeah, nice. that's what I've been watching. Right on. What about you, James? Well, I'm going to preface everything, I guess, by saying I stopped watching a lot of shows. So I know a lot of shows started back up, but I'm not going to the watch fat, them huh? anymore. Because uh-huh. I was watching like 14 shows a week, I think, at one point. And it was getting wow. kind of ridiculous, so it's hard. I decided not to do it. Like, I know The Gifted started up, and as much as I liked the first season, I don't think I'm going to watch season two. And all the CW shows I kind of stopped on, as you know. As you know. I haven't caught up on those either. I feel yeah. so bad, because I really want to see, like, The Flash, and I want to see The Lightning, and I no, have not I finished any of those. And I know they're going to be good. I just... I mean, they're going to be okay. I know they're not going to be blowing me out of the water or anything, but uh, it's one of those things where I had to make a like a call on the shows I wanted to watch. Um, but I mean, with like, for instance, Venture Brothers was season finale, so it was Better Call Saul this week. So it frees up more slots, but with that, more things open up. For instance, uh, South Park, I just started watching again. Yeah, good. New season's pretty good. And then Riverdale starts tonight. So, so obviously, I catch last season. I'm halfway through that. It's my favorite show, I think, hands down. And then it's cool because the Sabrina show is starting up in like I do want to see that on weeks, Netflix. And yeah. it's slightly connected to Riverdale. Is it? Yeah, same same guy who did, did uh, Riverdale that. made it too. So wow, there's hints of. I mean, you haven't finished season two yet, so I don't say anything. So there's little hints of it too. So um, one of the things I'm looking forward to. So I saw the house with a clock in its walls. Oh, which is uh, directed by Eli Roth, who's known for more of his. Really gory films, actually, like Cabin yeah. Fever, Hostel, uh, Green Inferno. Which Did, is he hostile? Did he do it for his yeah. kids? Jeez. And Hostel Part 2. Yeah, James Invited. I declined. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you, you should have seen it. It's pretty fun. Like you said already, it's a fun movie. Stars Jack Black, Kate Blanchett, and even Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin is in it, too, as the bad oh, guy. I didn't know that. It's about an orphan kid. His name is Lewis. He's played by Owen Vaccaro. He comes to live with his uncle because his parents have died in a car crash. And it's set in the 50s. And basically his uncle is a sorcerer. I know it's like it's pretty weird. It's it's a, it's based on like a young adult novel. And actually it, it, it is um, kind of reminiscent of like horror films from the 80s is what I would kind like of relate it to. Horror. Yeah, like a family horror that everybody can see. There's like some pretty creepy parts, the it, makeup and it, like... It looked like a Goosebumps episode to that's me. Kind of. Kind of no, yeah. truthfully, it kind of is. But um, like Steven Spielberg, his, it's his company, Amblin, is the one that like produced it too. So oh, it I has that kind of like Spielberg vibe to it as well, which is kind of cool. The set pieces are really well done. Uh, Jack Black and Kane Blanchett are really good in this one too. It has a good mixture of like horror action, even some comedy. I mean, because it's a family film still right. overall. But overall, not a bad movie. Pretty solid movie. It's got it's not perfect. It runs like ten minutes too long, I think. But there's a lot to the film that has a lot of heart, and like the kid kind of is annoying a little bit. Not super annoying. <laughs> you get to like him eventually. At the beginning, Child though, actors, man. Yeah, the beginning it's kind of like fuck, you know. But you understand why he's the way he is. He's kind of weird. He's definitely one of those kids you probably pick on or something back now. Yeah. Maybe just kidding. Some night I'll probably check it out if it's on streaming or something. Yeah. No, I'd recommend it. Um, It actually is Eli Roth's most successful movie. Really? Yeah. He's made the most money. It's his highest rated film, too. Family film, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he has a knack for it, actually. I don't think he needs to go so crazy with his movies. I actually like Eli Roth, personally. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of all, like, the kind of, I'd say, I guess you would call it, like, um, 
horror porn, I guess. Or torture gore, porn. Torture porn, yeah. yeah. That's kind of how they would say it mm. with the over-excessiveness of, like, violence. Especially well, hostile, like, I holy think, shit. I think during that time, he was kind of more of an innovator because it was like him, Robert Rodriguez, you know. The yeah, only person he that did, had done something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was Tarantino. with that kind of grindhouse so, kind of yeah, feel yeah. for things, too. And I think he's... I think he's more talented than people think. So oh, definitely. I, I would say give the movie a try. And if it looks like this, it's probably going to get a sequel. From It did extremely well. So. Oh, you said it's part of a book series? Yeah. yeah so it's most likely it's probably well. Yeah, which is weird because they didn't think it would do as well. Well, and it's funny too because I think, I think one of the other strengths is Jack Black. Like He does really Jack well Black with family really films. Jack does really well with family films. With kids. I was say, yeah. Like Skull Rock and then again oh, Goosebumps Run and mm-hmm. then this one here. He's really he's, good at Goosebumps. Yeah. Him and really him good. and Kate Blanchett are probably the the two main reasons I probably want to check it out because I, right. I really like them as uh, I would as say actors. too. Just the so. story is actually really good too. The overall plot of it, it's kind of it's kind of creepy actually. I don't want to ruin it. But it looks creepy in the trailers. The and they, they don't re- like. For instance, you don't even know who the bad guy is until I told you. But right. when you find out who it is near the end too, it's like they generally do a lot of practical effects in there. There is some CG. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask about that because some of the CG look a little cartoonish a in the little trailer. Ca- but it, it's supposed to be kind of. You'll, oh, okay. you'll understand why. All right. But they do a lot of practical effects still, and a lot of them are actually pretty good. That's hmm. cool. Especially like makeup and such. Like yeah. the guy looks creepy as fuck. So I also started the new Star Wars show, Star Wars Resistance. Mm. So oh, that is, is that on. Yeah, uh, premiered on that. Sunday on Disney XD. Somebody's going to be borrowing somebody's Disney XD account. I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm 50-50 on it, though. True for you guys. So I hope it gets better. Kazuto Ziono, that's the main guy's name. First off, don't don't name your guy something fucking hard, okay? <laughs> fucking tongue twister, dude. I barely, fuck, I was like, what is his name? I had to rewind it like four times to hear him. <laughs> He's like, it's Kazuto Ziono. I was like, huh? Anyways, uh... Synopsis, he's a young pilot for the Resistance. Uh, he's tasked with a top-secret mission from uh, Poe Dameron to investigate the First Order, a growing threat in the galaxy. So, the premiere just happened. It's kind of like a two-parter, so it's an hour long. It's really just episodes one and two combined. And it's done in a style that's quite different from Clone Wars and Rebels. It's more like a cell-shaded... It's not, it looks kind of like anime. Yeah, it's not kind too of bad, almost I anime. Yeah. I mean, wait till you see it. Okay. It's actually not bad though. I actually I'm kind of digging it. It reminds me of the Tron show that Disney XD did yes, and decided to cancel halfway through the first season, even though I liked it. So I mean, if you like that style, it's very reminiscent. Story wise, it's only the first real episode, so I can't. I'm not gonna judge it yet, but I'm not fully like sold. Well, you know, I will say that 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 first season of Rebels is how I felt too. I didn't really feel sold on the really. Story. See, first episode of Rebels, I was like, I'd like really? to see where this goes. S- it same. was the second season that I really felt like. Oh, it I definitely amps up, just like Clone Wars. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I was telling James uh, yeah. earlier today that they they do that with their Star Wars shows. Disney's they they like to, or at least it Lucas starts film, out very light. Yeah, yeah, they like to capture their audience and they grow and evolve with the kids because right. it's a smart way to write. Because so far, like the first episode, he's basically going to this planet and he's staying with some people because like poe drops him off yeah and it seems all really random and he's like in a race and it's it's i mean between the three shows because dave filoni is doing this as well but he's not on like a day-to-day basis on this show he already said because he's working on those uh clone war episodes that he's completing right so it's definitely a show that i hope gets better and i hope it's a little darker because it's very kind of friendly right now if that's very lighthearted. to a point like, there's obviously the looming threat of war, 
and like star killer bases being developed and all this shit and the bad guy they introduced so far seems like he might be cool but once again i don't know if he's going to be any better than the bad guys i mean rebels i feel like only got good bad guys from thrawn going forward before that i couldn't tell you what the fuck the guy's name was <laughs> so this takes place before the force awakens right before yeah. episode seven yeah, so you see a lot of little behind the scenes. I mean, like they're they're trying to make Captain Phasma a better character too. Oh, that's good. Which is nice. kind of cool. So I mean, that's always been a neglected character outside of the novels. So we'll see. I will keep you guys up to date. Um, once again, Disney sure likes not advertising these shows. It's yeah, on no Sunday idea. at 10 p.m., which is ridiculous. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't even know it, it came out because I definitely want to watch it. Yeah. yeah, I would say give it a look. It's on Disney XD. So, yeah. oh, I'm there. Uh, that's basically what I've been watching. So, uh, let's move on to our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. All right, guys. Well, since you know I was able to take a little vacation, James just came back from a kind of sort of vacation. We all kind of took a little breaks in the summer, and we are now full fledged into pumpkin spice season. So oh, we've been in, we've been into that. <laughs> trust me. So I figured now would be the best time to kind of reflect and see what we thought about the summer blockbuster films. So all those big budget films that we kind of uh, were looking at last year, some of the low budget, discrete ones that we didn't really hear too much buzz about, but were delightfully surprised by. Yeah. Um, we wanted to kind of just reflect and see what was our favorite film of summer 2018, the most disappointing film of the summer. And um, what was surprising to us, whether it was good or bad. And this is from April to August, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's what that's we're considering for the summer block. April basically started with Avengers. Because yeah. we all know summer starts in April now for movies. Pretty, yeah. I mean, it damn Thanks starts to Marvel. in February. I mean, so. we could have pushed yeah, it back yeah. to February <laughs> with uh, Black Panther, but I don't think that was fair. So I think Avengers was a good starting point yeah. for us. Definitely. Yeah. So um, with that said... We're going to start with Marco again as uh, number one, and then we'll just kind of rotate starting with best, and then we'll go to worst, and then surprising. So my favorite summer movie for 2018 was kind of a recent one we we watched, and that's Mission Impossible Fallout. Solid movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie, and I was also telling James earlier that it's the, for me, it it epitomizes summer blockbusters it was exhilarating it was action-packed uh just just blood pumping i gotta ask though did it help that we marathoned all the movies right before it too you know leading up to it yeah it did because i I have fond memories of that movie too also because like we watched every fucking movie a lot more yeah i I was really hyped for it especially after having our little marathon Mm -hmm. and seeing the evolution for it and but even besides that, it's just a, a solid action movie. It's, oh, it's really good, it's, it's very well written. Good. The performances all around were just great, and I, I just loved it. I was I came out of the theater just very thrilled with it. I, I would definitely buy it, of course, because you know I I'm a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies. But I, I feel like the marathon made me a bigger fan than I already was too. Yeah, because I mean, a, a, a lot of these so much the, connections you miss like between the years between these films and watching them over again and leading into this, you realize how well done this movie is. Yeah, with the callbacks to even 
previous, even to the second movie, for fuck's right. sake. And that added a lot more to the excitement because a lot of series that continue on for over a decade kind of lose that. They get and, a little and, stale, I think. Yeah, but yeah. this one, I, I remember even reading some articles saying that this series has gotten better with each sequel, with the exception of number two, but... That's besides the point. Let's just step back. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. It's not and, a deal. and right now we're we're living in an era where summer blockbusters are defined by a lot of superhero movies. I might say, but for for being just a, I know it's it's part of a series in itself, but for being just a regular action movie, for me, it just brought me back to when I was a kid, being excited for like the True Lies or the Terminators yeah. of the summer, and that's the feeling this movie gave me. So. That's why it's my favorite. Very cool. Recommend it. And, you know, just to jump on that, my, that's actually my favorite movie of the summer as well. And I will I will add to that that one of the things I did appreciate about that movie more than um, probably anything else I saw that summer was uh, the, just the effects, the practical effects. Like yeah. you were saying, like it kind of brings you back to the 80s. But the 80s were a little kind of like still over the top. And this was still believable. It kind of reminded I mean, me of like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I was saying more extent. like 90s Nabil, yeah, but well, yeah. fuck, you know, maybe. made me feel old and shit. That's fine. Schwarzenegger, like, you know, <laughs> my memories are more late 80s with him, but maybe everybody true knows. came out 94. Went to, uh, just kidding. <laughs> cut that bomb at the same time. I'm just saying. Totally believable, but yeah, I know. There were, uh, obviously, Mission Impossible, that's why they do their things. So there, it's impossible because that stuff really Tom Cruise should have died seven different times. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Piling the, air, the helicopter. I will tell you too, something else that's sold me was all the promo stuff about it and not not the promo of the film but of the stunts dude. and how like he really did it i'm like oh my god I have dude to see tom cruise scene. definitely likes to tell you that he's like that's me yeah he broke his ankle man. the halo jumps learning how to fly a helicopter breaking his leg i'm like oh my god he did all this he's stuff like for this yeah movie. we shot it seven times what about it that was an actual bomb he was trying to do oh yeah too. <laughs> i don't like, think he told anybody on set but he said no i had to amp up the realness guys he's like it's a real nuke it's not a big deal. <laughs> Tom, how the hell did you grab that plutonium? He's like, I'm Tom Cruise, baby. No, I know what you mean, though. It's a solid movie. And I mean, uh, Henry Cavill, I think, is I, for me, this is Great kind of his villain, breakthrough right? kind of yeah. villain role, yeah. too. I did, and I didn't really... That's that's a good thing that you say, too, because he, obviously he's played Superman. Big deal, right? Yeah. But never felt or like he, he really broke out. Well, maybe. Yeah, we're not sure anymore. Uh, but he never really broke out. out of that character. He did um, the man from Uncle. Uncle, yeah, um, and that was supposed to be his breakout thing. Didn't happen. No one watched it. Yeah, no one watched it. <laughs> Even so, though for the seventy-five percent of the movie that I have seen, really good. I haven't it's seen it yet. Yeah, it is on my list to watch. So, <laughs> so to see him as a bad guy played really well. Um, he played his oh, yeah, spoiler alert by the way, Ron. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen it, sorry guys. I just yeah. thought about that. <laughs> didn't realize that. I mean, it's pretty obvious in the trailer, but you know, I mean, just yeah, in case, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but he he was very. Uh, very, he did very well in that film, and I think just the cast as itself, you could tell they have a lot of good chemistry too. So, uh, yeah, definitely my favorite kind of popcorn film for the summer. Agreed. What about you, James? Mine was a little different because I this could have even been my most surprising film of the summer 2018. I love Blind Spotting. That that's probably going to be my number one movie of the year. That's a great choice. Yeah, that I it was close to being yeah. my favorite summer movie, but. I know it's going to be my favorite. I mean, year. it could have been this. It could have been Solo because I really like Solo a lot, but I didn't like it. I mean, I yeah. left Blind Spotting uh, like changed a little bit. This oh. it was between, truthfully it was between this and Won't You Be My Neighbor. It was going to be one of the I two was thinking of that, too, yeah. that was going to be my number one. And I mean, Solo was always there because I mean, I just hate that people hate on that film. It was a good movie. You know, it's a good movie. Hey, just so you know, it was mostly the Russians that were hating on these Star Wars. Apparently, films. apparently, yeah, apparently. bots. So, well, no, just the last. The hype is whatever. not real. 
Yeah. So Blind Spotting, though, was a movie that emotionally uh, resonated with me. And it was something that, I, I mean, I can't fully relate to the actions that happened in this film, but it's a movie that definitely I think everybody should see. It's it, a, it draws on empathy. Like you empathize oh, with these characters I mean, a lot. From a person that I went to school in Berkeley, which is close to Oakland, so I went to Oakland a lot, and I've grown up around the area. It's definitely something that I think I can relate to to a point. And it's a movie that it surprised me as well because it's not a blockbuster film. This is a very low-budget film made yeah. by two guys from Oakland. So maybe like the indie heart inside of me was just <laughs> like, man, I really like this shit. And it's, it's close to home. It's It was filmed in, in our area, in the Bay Area. Yeah. And we're Bay. Well, I think it's still, it's got great dialogue. Yeah. The chemistry between the two guys, uh, Colin and Miles, is very believable. And it's one of those movies that I know I'm definitely going to rewatch over and over. And I know it's not a big action film like Mission Impossible, but it was definitely my most favorite film of the summer, though. It's so. a powerful film. Yes, definitely. It's And yeah, I agree with everything you just said, James. It's, it's not high action packed or anything, but it's overall message. And the theme of the movie is something that like it resonates and it's something definitely. that i'll say it again everyone should watch it's one of the must watch of movies of this year oh you make me feel like i uh, fell off of something so i definitely need to pick you did. don't worry it's, a, it's on video on demand this month you, you got it <laughs> buying it <laughs> well that's great thank you james uh so marco let's go on to most disappointed film of the year there were many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was toying around with this one a lot. I wish I could say one that we recently mes- met, mentioned on here, but unfortunately, we were limited to uh, April and August through August. So, with that being said, it all came down to Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. No, I, I agree too. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Jurassic Park films because hey, I like dinosaurs. I know the ones that they show on film are fake as fuck, and that's not how they really looked like. But you know what? They sort of retconned that in Jurassic World. And you I like that Jurassic too. World, right? Oh, I love Jurassic yeah, World. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Do. Everyone said it was a real I only know one person. Park, but. I only actually know one person that hates that movie. Yes, I, I think and I know her, that. And her, per, and her reasoning form are the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I, Don't worry. She doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know some stubborn people that enjoyed Jurassic World. Yeah, and so really I, was, I was pretty hyped as to what they were going to do with the sequel, I was like, okay, cool. They finally have a Jurassic Park sequel that is worthy of the Jurassic Park name. And I go into Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom with such hype and excitement only for it to fall flat on its fucking face. And I'm just wondering, like, I got to say, I went in pretty, I went in kind of low on those ones just because the, uh, the trailers trailers, were really bad. I was hoping that the, the trailers was just kind of like, cheesed up and we're trying to fluff the audience to come see it like they usually do because i felt the same way with jurassic world i i was like okay the first trailer was good the second trailer was like eh. second trailer i liked all the spoilery too oh especially the ones for fallen kingdom oh my god yeah near the end that whoa that was the final nail to the coffin is how spoil driven the trailers were and watching the movie i think i i even said something to james it was just like dude like i saw 90 percent of the movie yeah we just in fill the in trailers. the trailer we just fill in the dialogue yeah and 
everything else that happened in the movie, like not not to spoil it in case you haven't seen it or you haven't listened to no, our, our episode, <laughs> but the whole fucking thing about weaponizing the fucking dinosaurs and and that's not, <laughs> that's not even my issue. There's a bigger issue. Yeah, when we, which we, I think we talked about yeah. in one of our reviews. Too, no, so. go back to our podcast. This yeah. is a spoiler, but uh, cloning. No. Okay, yeah, I was getting to that as well. It it just it it didn't. It took a, a really hard left, and it was just like, no, nope, we're not, we're but not going to go. It's a hard in the right left direction. that they look at, and they're like, let's go back. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, we don't need to deal with <laughs> it. Like, no, I was like, wait, good. no one's going to bring this up again. It's like, nope. Yeah, I, biggest medical breakthrough in the entire history of the world. But okay, I think I think on. James uh, posted uh, uh, something <laughs> on social media that really defines our thoughts of this fucking movie about the end. Yeah, so. yeah. So. Overall, I was really excited for it. The fact that it's it's the same enemy over and over again, some giant meat-eating dinosaur. They could have done something different with this one. Like, I don't know, maybe a fucking flying dinosaur for once. I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> pick, pick from the litter. But nope, you know what? Let's just keep going with the same one. It's, it's, it's like the previous dinosaur, the except raptors. it's more compact and faster. And black. And black. Yeah, instead of, instead of like the albino color that it was yeah. in the first now one. Now it's black. Yeah. yeah, it's more evil. It had those eyes. It's it's got redder <laughs> eyes now. I think so. were they yellow? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Were they? Yeah. See, yeah. that's how much I didn't really give a shit about the movie. <laughs> I can't remember the damn thing's eyes. So yeah, overall, it was just a disappointment for me. I I just I can't see myself watching this movie again. Whereas its uh, predecessor, I could. So if you liked it, I'm sorry. I thought this movie stunk. I can taste the bitterness from your words. Yeah. yeah. Well, my disappointing film of the year was Ocean's 8, and that's coming from a guy who's a very big Ocean's 11 fan. Um, yes. Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, and Hathaway can't go wrong. All-star cast. Yes, you can. Apparently you can. Because yeah. guess what, guys? This is my most disappointing film as well. Yeah, it's... I but mean, you know what? I went in pretty pretty low on this yeah, one, too. for sure. But I think because I marathoned the three previous Ocean's movies... I got really hyped up because I, I even found like a newfound appreciation for Ocean's Twelve. Wow, which is weird. Which I'm happy time, to hear. I mean, I really like hated that for or you I didn't like, like it. Movie. I mean, I still don't like it as much, but compared to this fucking shit show, whoa, right? Yeah, it's bad. Because Ocean's Eight just tries too hard. Yeah, there are a lot of things they could have done story wise, and we did kind of talk about that also on a previous pod. But there's a lot of things they could do story wise that would have made about, more did sense. Did we review this movie, or is this just a side note? It was a side note. It was oh, a side thank note. God. But I, I think Kate Blanchett and Anne Hathaway were really the only saving grace, yeah. and then not yeah, by was, much, and which was surprising because I I like them both, yeah. and I like their work. And Sandra Bullock was terrible in this film. She's absolutely oh, terrible. Bad. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Could have been better. Like her acting was fine, but her character got well given nothing. Also, the ending of this movie is terrible. So they, bad. they introduced James Corden's character that's an investigator for no, the last no, 15, 20 no. minutes of the movie <laughs> that just doesn't work. Because yeah. truthfully, he should have been introduced way earlier. Yeah. But it's almost like they were like, wait a minute, this movie's not have funny a at all. Centralized villain. He, he, yeah, yeah, he would have been a great villain for this movie. Mm-hmm. Just that, that cat and mouse. There really is no bad. Big, no, there's no antagonist, the is there? Well, no, because. Themselves. And, and again, <laughs> this is a spoiler if you haven't seen the yeah. film, the but we're going to save you your money and time. Uh, because James Corden's in this film and he's, he's a bad guy. Kind of. Not really, though. But at the end, he's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess we can just wash our hands of it, and we're okay, you know? And that was it. 
Whoa. And so that makes no sen- <laughs> that makes no sense and and how this film end because he it was all kind of like a luring oh he's going to catch us and then at the end of it it's not, like oh, dude you don't even meet him till the last 20 minutes yeah. exactly like, he would they could have put given that character to some no name actor yeah. rather than than have him No play I it. think it worked for him right. but they should have intru- he was probably the best part he of the movie actually yeah. but they they have like three endings to this fucking movie right. like you were saying Marco yep. so and then the twist, I mean, which really wasn't there was a twist. No twist. There's no twist in this movie. Yeah. And Hathaway was okay. I kept in the thinking film. Danny Ocean would pop in and save this fucking movie, but it just didn't happen. Apparently, you know, he's there, but he's not there. So he was always with us in the film. He never once mentioned his sister. Yep. No. Not, man, not even uh, Rusty. Can we get a Rusty cameo? Can which can which would make more sense to have a Rusty cameo than a Danny. Well, they cut uh, Matt Damon's cameo out. Yeah. So. yeah, disappointing film. It was one of those movies that I thought would be okay because, I mean, pretty decent cast yeah like i said jennifer lawrence was obviously busy doing something else mm-hmm. right um probably not a movie i watch again though no unlike i mean i would probably watch the oceans trilogy again before i watch that thing again. i hope they just cut that out and, you know like people hated on did the it, all-female I don't think ghostbusters it, did it film. necessarily do well no it did i don't not. think it did well at all huh? and that's what i was saying like the people hated on the female ghostbuster film which i thought was actually a decent i film. liked that movie um but the ocean eight film it deserves hate and it needs to just be <laughs> and forgotten <laughs> it never happened guys no. you're like jesus christ this yeah. is bad by the time that the 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 heist happens <laughs> with quotes air quotes here i was like that's it they already told you how the heist was going and then they showed you how the heist went. It's like I was like, oh, nothing more to know. The heist there was didn't, no twist. didn't feel as smooth either. And th- this movie didn't feel Guys, like a heist. The heist movie. is them dropping yeah. the fucking necklace in a bowl suit. It's so crazy. And then Mindy Calling recreating the goddamn necklace. Ta-da. Done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, disappointing. Um, let's move on to our most surprising film of the summer, uh, Marco. So what surprised you? Well, I had a few runner-ups for this one as well and finally decided which is on, a good thing right yeah, yeah like good we, choices. i mean we've seen a lot of fucking movies guys yeah so long we, we, have. Have. we have they don't call us movie pals for nothing right i know we're trying <laughs> we're trying guys okay uh i decided on the happy time murders another recent movie we've seen and the reason being is i went in with really low expectations because i as much as i enjoy the trailers i Felt like this this movie would probably be a little over the top, All right? And I was like, man, I feel like this movie's just gonna try way too hard. And man, was I shocked because I could not stop laughing. Yeah, it's in a good one. Scenes. It's um, it's it's a type of movie we haven't gotten in a while. It's it's different. I mean, for the fact that they're actually using real Muppets and, and using practical effects with with humans, I thought that yeah. was really 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 awesome. And there were some genuinely funny parts of oh, this yeah. movie. I mean, first five minutes, I was like, oh, my God. My wife started <laughs> cracking at the opening credits. I remember that. I, I looked over. I was like, so who's laughing so much? And I was like, oh, my God. This is a nice thing to see. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there, there were just so many nice little shout outs to, to previous references of, uh, of Muppets, of, of other noir type films. And I, I thought that it was just very enjoyable. Just overall, I, I didn't think it was going to work, like I said, from the from the beginning. Like, but if you had told me Melissa McCarthy is going to be a candy sugar addict <laughs> sucking down syrup, I'd be like, that sounds dumb as fuck. <laughs> but guess what? I was I was totally into yeah. it, man. She was really good. Like, she, her She's character hilarious. was she written stepped really up well for comedy this. the last few films. She's yeah. She really has, yeah. man. She was such an asshole in this movie, and I loved it. Yeah. Every minute of it. 
and she had great chemistry with just a puppet, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where an innocent bystander just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just just listen to Marco there. So. <laughs> Couldn't even finish the second. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, check it out. It's it's gross, <laughs> but it's not something that, you know, don't have I mean, your kids watch it. But yeah. it there's, definitely, if you're into kind of raunchy R-rated comedies, especially with this year being really good R-rated comedies. There was one scene that yeah. really traumatized James in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, definitely worth watching. Never look at Muppets the same, but hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, it happens. So, yeah, I, I'd recommend it. Uh, what about you, Nubu? Um, so, my surprise hit for uh, for me is Crazy Rich Asians. I'm not really big into the romantic comedies, to be honest. I kind of got burned out of them from the sure. 2000s. You don't say. I don't sure, see no, many no. of those anymore. Hmm. Um, but if it's a British romantic comedy, do, maybe. But are they really funny? I mean, what what are Brits and their humor really like, though? Okay. It, well, it has fun. to take place in the 19th century. Yeah. So I mean, if Hugh Grant's in it, he's probably going to watch it. Yeah, that's big, true. big Notting Hill fan. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But this one, uh, this one was great. It was fun. It was a good concept. It was semi-believable. You know, it's, just, it's about a couple uh, that have been going out in New York, and she, the her boyfriend, is actually really rich from Singapore. And would she you goes say to the family crazy rich? Some would say crazy rich. Okay. Um, and the whole family is Asians, and the whole cast is Asians. So you know, right on the mark with the titling. Hmm, um, okay. Very, there, there really isn't much more plot than that. There, she's just trying to get accepted by her family, and I can tell you that some of is it, it I can relate a, a little bit. You know, the ending I, I didn't see going the way it did at first, and then when it really the true ending happened, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I mean, it's 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 super successful. Yeah, so, very good film. Um, just but, the, but the even my parents did. liked it. My yeah. parents went saw it. My girlfriend saw it, and. I mean, I think it's a great perspective cool. with, with uh, from just different a different culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's what I heard. Um, I don't feel watching the film that um, it kind of was heavy on saying, "Oh, well, just remember that this is an all Asian cast kind of thing." Like you're set in that place, you're just dealing with the the lead character. She's she's an American, and they kind of point out she's a Chinese American, and so you can still relate with her because right. that's what she's kind of uh, uh, has her pers- life perspective on. Um, but but I think it shows that that Hollywood should you know be evolving and and do these types of movies to show that hey definitely. you know what we we live in a global economy it's not just our own region you know that right. should yeah. be represented and I think that's really what what surprised me the most is because just like Black Panther like there's there are definitely you watch a movie and you can see oh this is catering to this demographic or this movie is catering to this demographic but films like Black Panther and Out Crazy Rich Asians like you can tell that. They they finally realized that you can have a broader appeal. Oh, even yeah, if yeah. the cast is definitely. all kind of it's like it's a story in the life of uh, of a group of people that just that live in our world. Right. So now. is it surprising because it was better than you thought it was going to be? Way better than I thought it was going to be cheesy. I thought it was going to be kind of like a, a, a cheap rom rom com, like an old Matthew McConaughey two thousands rom com where you just kind of <laughs> yeah okay I He's guess like right. all these crazy rich yeah. Asians. But the acting was really good. Um, nice. I kind of fell into the world and and believed a lot of it. And uh, another surprise person that I liked there is that character um, Aquafina. She's First time I kind of realized that she can actually act all right. I know because she didn't act well in Ocean's Eight. No, she did not. And I was like, oh, was she she even necessary in that movie? I mean, seven of the eight people weren't necessary. (laughs) Pretty much, they were just poorly written, man. Yeah, but this film was not, and they have good source material, and there'll be more movies to come. I hope. Good stuff. What about you, James? 
Nice. Uh, mine was Hereditary, which we slightly talked about before. Yes. Oh, so, so, so good. Hereditary was a movie that, um, going into it, it looked creepy. And it was one of those ones where I didn't expect it would be as scary as it was when we eventually did see it. Because, wow. That was one of those exceptions of saying a trailer done right. Truthfully, yeah. yes, because the trailer doesn't reveal too much, and there's way more to that story. Um, not to mention, it has probably some of the most horrifying things I've seen in the last like ten years or so. Uh, I agree, and it, um, it really messes with you mentally, yeah. with, like from the get go. Like it just has this whole yeah. creep factor just embedded in it. No, definitely, and it's it's subtle stuff too that just kind of trigger things, like especially near the end of the film yep. where you need to look at like the whole screen, not just what it's focusing on All right. Yeah, it's... without spoiling like what's going on. Uh, it's, it's not too heavy on even on jump scares. It's more on just like a creepiness factor. Yeah, of, like... I'm sweating a little just thinking about it. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. I mean, I, I slept weird after watching that movie. I remember cause I was like, that's, that was bizarre. Like, like this is happening in the world. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I hope not. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, especially it truly, that ending. Yeah. I mean, whoa. it, it, yeah, it truly scared me. And, it, and it's, it's, uh, I'll say it again. It's, uh, the standard that all horror movies should be held to, like that—that's—that's that's the type of stuff that yeah. if you want to get scared, like that shit will give you nightmares for sure. No, yeah, definitely. So it was a movie that surprised me because it was actually legitimately scary, and I, I'd probably say like top five horror films for me. Period. Like. Wow. It, it, it. I agree. Very good. Very scary. Definitely, the turns that happen are not what's expected at all. Not at all. I mean, like, the the scene. I don't want to spoil it, but. The son, something happens with the son and the daughter, and then it's just from that point forward from the movie, escalates. It's like holy, like oh my yeah. god, like this is a much different film than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, definitely check it out. It is hands down best horror film I've seen this year, and probably best horror film I've seen in the last couple of years. Good so. Halloween film too. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. I would check it out. All right, guys, let's move on now to our movie review of A Star Is Born. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. Come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. Look at me. All you gotta do is trust me. That's all you gotta do. So the IMDb description for this one, guys, is a musician helps a young singer find fame even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. This is uh, directed by Bradley Cooper, his first film that he's done, and it stars Lady Gaga as Allie, Bradley Cooper as Jack, Sam Elliott as Bobby, and Andrew Dice Clay as Lorenzo. Uh, Let's start with you here, Marco. Uh, Yay or nay on this one? Yay. I liked it. It's uh, it wasn't perfect. But it was it was really good. I enjoyed it as far as it being Bradley Cooper's territorial debut. Yeah, I thought he did uh, a, a good job. I liked the performances. I think Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's chemistry like nobody can stop talking about it. It it just seemed natural. It's very yeah, was, very believable. Yeah, I was impressed. So 
yeah, I liked it. Nice. Uh, what about you, Nabil? Same. Yay. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought the music was great. Uh, I thought there was a lot of emotion uh, that was drawn out of me and drawn uh, into the film that you could just tell that they cared about each other and about what was going on. Um, I agree that it isn't perfect, in, in especially kind of in some areas where it gets a little weak. But um, overall, it get, it definitely gets its message across and what it's trying to oh, tell yeah. you. Um, yeah. And um, I thought it was a really kind of good film, kind of different from what we've been watching throughout the year. I agree as well. So, I mean, technically, this is a musical a little bit, and it's a little bit of a drama. It's a little bit of a... I mean, that's really it. Trauma yeah. and musical, I guess, technically. It's not yeah. a comedy. It, I, and I I mentioned this earlier, but it's kind of like akin to the movie Rockstar, in where, you know, there's extravagant... It, like, there's music involved into it, obviously. There's yeah. live performances involved in doing it and, and embedded into the story. And it gave me, like, the same, like, thrill and feeling as that movie did when I saw it. Definitely. I just haven't seen it in so long, but I, I do recall it being similar in tone. Uh, this is definitely one that I would say yay on. It's a movie that works. It has really good music. I really was impressed by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Which, um, actually having seen her live, it, she come, like, she's really good live. So, I mean, seeing her yeah. in this and in a kind of more toned down version of herself is really nice to see. And like, who, who would have known she could act? She does really well. Her opposite of Bradley Cooper, they do excellent together it's right. believable at a certain point i was like are they like seeing each other yeah yeah realizing that they both have, are in serious relationships when i was like oh yeah no they're both married i'm pretty yeah. sure and bradley cooper's got kids right so mm-hmm. i was like this is weird like do they know about that so but weird. um it worked the entire movie works it, it runs a little too long i'd say some criticism on it maybe is that once again we, we have a female lead here that is relying on the destructiveness of a like a male that is yeah. really shitty to kind of further yourself, which I mean, a lot of people probably, some people probably won't appreciate that kind of message because it, once again, it's it's running to that kind of a stereotype kind of characters, characterisms of like those two types of characters. So it's, it's predictable to a point. But man, yeah. I don't know. Overall, I still liked it though. All right. But see, I, I saw it a little bit differently. I kind of saw it more kind of like where he represented uh, the old. There's even the, the song, uh, Maybe It's Time. Yeah. And like in the, even in the lyrics, it's like maybe it's time to let the old ways die. And stuff. Yeah. And the rise of her being what's new. No, not, no, definitely. not only in music but in the world. I felt like that that was kind of like a nice little subliminal message no, in there. I mean, so, everything I I on those soundtrack works with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree with you. Like, I'm just saying that that's something I noticed. It's Jack's character is a person that understands where she's coming from because he was in that same mm-hmm. similar kind of position. Where he, that's why he even tells her throughout the film of like, you need to like take this as it comes and like grasp everything and not look back. Right. Because people eventually, just like him, are not going to care about you down the True. line. Which I think it resonates well because the movie's called A Star is Born, right? So it's the rise of Lady Gaga's character. I mean, this is the fourth time the movie's, third time the movie's been third. remade. This yeah. would be the there's, fourth. Yeah, there's four, four times in the films. And from what I've heard, because, I mean, we didn't watch the other ones. There's no way we're going to go through them. <laughs> but this is, like, the best version of that. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely different so. from the uh, the previous version in the 70s with Streisand. So um, from what I heard, especially how it ends. But I will say that uh, one of the things I did like was that Bradley Cooper had a lot of chemistry with everybody in that film. Like, Sam Elliott was 
was yeah. great. They, they had some great. Wasn't it cool? They kind of had. They did actually sound similar voice yeah. wise. Which, which Sam Elliott awesome. has maybe one of the most unique voices in Hollywood. Exactly. So it's it's very so, kind of and it was cool. I was surprised to actually like see him in there. I was like, oh look at this guy. He's, he's and and the whole backstory. Yeah, and, there was and a time where they both were talking and yeah. I got confused. with an accent, right? I didn't expect Bradley yeah. Cooper to hold that act draw. Me neither. But he did really good. And it worked he, well. I didn't hear him once kind of slip because sometimes he can't keep that going. And God, I was telling James earlier, like talk about a guy who can really play like a drunkard. Like <laughs> he got the sunblasted face, got the greasy hair. He right. just looks dirty. Yeah, <laughs> you can just see. Like, man, this guy's going through some yeah. shit. Yeah, this guy's been on bender for three I, weeks. I don't know if he was drunk drunk during the filming, right but God, he played that off real well. Oh no, I I totally. I mean, I was like, was he drunk? He's <laughs> got to direct this goddamn movie. It was movie. believable. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, he he's just pulling it off really well. But you know what? His character was still likable to me. Oh yeah. Very Even redeeming. right off like the first scene when he's in the bar, the drag bar, and he's like not actually judging anyone. No, he's just like, oh okay. But he just he, seems he's doing. It I mean, so he's natural. an alcoholic, yeah. obviously, yeah. so he's he, there just for. But he was cool with everyone. I was like, that's nice of him. Yeah, he, he he's doing it so natural. He's very sympathetic because he's a damaged character. Oh yeah, I mean, and he's like, like man, it. every one of us that, or at least most of us, at some point have been like, man, I've been. I've been torn like that. Maybe not to that extent, but uh, I mean, you know what? I I, I like it relate. because there's a lot of scenes in there. Interaction wise between like Lady Gaga's character Allie and Jack that just w- seem natural, especially dialogue choices. And I think anybody in a relationship can vouch for like a lot. I mean, not as intense, maybe. I've never like showed up like <laughs> fucked up beyond belief at, and like, like, some, like I mean, yeah. twice that's happened to me. <laughs> not a big deal. It was a Tuesday. No, um, but I mean, my girlfriend said like defended me at times like that when people would try to like throw me down on stuff and like oh you shouldn't do this and i don't know it just like it really connected to me in a way and i was like oh man and just even seeing them near the end talking and like singing that song and she's crying and like kissing him i was like this seems like it's fucking real yeah so they they just they just got work they were on point why after it was done i was like i'd like to see them do another movie together yeah is that weird good connection (laughs) I was like, I don't even give a fuck about this one anymore. <laughs> no, but I, I agree. Their their chemistry was great. The the realism was there. The f- the fight scene. I was th- when they were just exchanging words. I was like, wow, it felt like a real fight. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've said stupid shit like that too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's yeah. never. Too, I mean, that's pretty intense. It was kind of mean too, but I've. I mean, I've said plenty of stupid shit. So. I mean, everyone at some point has said something to someone that they care about that they've regretted. That's it why ha- I mean, it happens. I that's some, that's what made it real. If people get mad about that scene. Because then, like, she kind of easily forgives them afterwards. I'm like, mm, that happens. I mean, and it's a snapshot of the relationship. Oh yeah, that's you what know? I mean. The thing is, it takes place over years from the sound of it, yeah. right? A couple of years. So, yeah. 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 Uh, what didn't work though? I know Marco, you said it runs a little long. Yeah, I felt that there were some scenes that could have been left or could have been cut in the editing room. They they just seemed to to kind of drag. Uh, I also felt that. The rise of Ali probably could have been handled a little differently. Like it I, seems pretty it, sudden. It, yeah, it right? just seems like oh, boom! Next scene, okay, she's, she's already guy shows up. So yeah, <laughs> she's already choreographing a dance for her show and stuff. I'm like, whoa! When did this happen? I, I know that everyone thinks that montages are cliche, but there's a reason for that. It's to fit a bunch of information in a short period of time, and it felt they could have done something really quick to see the progressions of her. Like they did it in a very slow manner. To where you could see it, and I felt that kind of affected the pacing of the movie. Yeah, like one or two scenes probably could have got cut. Yeah, yeah. But, I agree um, with that too. As- aside from that, um, 
everything else was good. That was just really my only real complaint about the movie. I was what like, about wow, you, Nicole? Anything not work? A little bit? Uh, my thing was, um, it looks like a, he, he Bradley Cooper lost his sense of tone in the film. Because if you watch really like the first, I'd say maybe 35, 40 minutes of the film, it's a really high, like from the get-go, like you're seeing a performance on stage, you're going mm-hmm. really... So very high, electrifying. High, yeah, electrifying performances. It's really a good point there. Uh, and it just kind of keeps going up, and you get some momentum, and movies going somewhere, and you want to know what happens next. And then all of a sudden, she's successful, and it stops. Or she's starting to be successful, I should say, and it stops. And it just kind of gets a bit somber, and it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And it could be with how the relationship is, and it might I be some metaphors so, with yeah. it, too. But it really is a very stark contrast from the first half of the film to the second no, half. No, true. See, I thought, you were gonna say, was, I thought you were going to say um, not enough drag queens. Well, you <laughs> know, they just kind of threw that in there. Marco was, we didn't have talked about it. It's almost like... Like for wasn't it, isn't it something like when a star is born like another dies or something like that? Yeah, it, so, it, it kind of felt like that metaphorically. Like when when one fades away or dies and another another star is born, born, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and it it's basically just, the end of Bradley Cooper's intenseness, right. and then it slows down because it's the buildup of Lady Gaga's career starting right. up. Right, but I never feel that momentum from Lady Gaga. You know, from her, mm-hmm. right. from her growing up as, as becoming a big star, like yeah. you can see the kind of performances and that she's it's more the destruction of the relationship. Yeah, right. and then, and that's where I could see a little montage could have shown that because he's essentially he's the epitome of burning out. He's right. becoming a burnout, whereas the, so their lives are crisscrossing. You know, but I I agree that the 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 pacing didn't help with that. Which is why I think again, like not that I'm all up about montages, but I felt like a montage. Well, they kind of did the they montage only the, the beginning, right. the mm-hmm. section and that's what I'm saying. Like the, you can kind of feel things are yeah, moving. Yeah, the numerous what's like uh, festival parts is. But the when only she starts montage. actually going, um, and hopefully it's not too much spoilers for anybody, but she starts getting so. a little bit more solo in her career. Yeah. Um, and that starts taking it off. Those that, those montages don't happen anymore. It's more just like you said, watching that progress over time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that I, I totally understand. Um, let's go into spoilers on this one, guys. What do you so Nabil, going off you then? What was your your favorite part of the movie, and then the part that you thought maybe could have? I mean, I don't think anything was terrible in this no, movie. Not at all. But what? So what? What was the best part of the film for you overall? Then the best part of the film was that first time they were singing together oh, um, in that, the parking lot. No, no, no. Sorry, when they were singing on stage, when they were singing the the shallow song. Oh yeah, that's a good um, song. That it song is, is really good. Currently number one. It is in the world. It is a very good song, and just how they perform it, like that. That is the first time that you, you can see the relationship growing. But when you see it. Wonder on stage, this the it's not a spark anymore. It's like an explosion. Of oh chemistry. yes, definitely. Yeah. Like that was the tone of the film. Right, I'm goosebumps right like, now. Yeah, I'm just looking at it, it's like, it. oh my god, like <laughs> they're in love. The song is powerful. Things are gonna happen. Like, mm-hmm. and she's so you know she was nervous, and now she, yeah, I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it. I like, know. Just, she's just like, fuck it, let me just get this done. This is like her her moment that she fully becomes like part of that yeah. world. And it's very early in the film, to be honest. It's a lot of emotion all in that one scene. And you could just see how par- like he does a great job just showing that all yeah. um, at once. And I think that was like really the best part of the film, for sure. Yeah. What about you, Marco? Uh, my favorite part is towards the end. And it's when Ali is remembering uh, the last song that oh, Jackson wrote for her. And they're on the piano. A writing one. and I was it was just 
such a beautiful, pure moment yeah. because it's just them. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so really intimate good. and it's the last intimate moment they ever shared. And they got that so right because it's like that's what it feels like when you've had like a, your, I guess, your your swan song, so to speak, with someone. I mean, that memory is embedded in you yeah. for life. It's you know? also like the the defining moment of like their love for each other. Yeah. Like so once you realize it, because he's clean and sober at that point. I mean, did I, did I fucking choke up at that scene? Yeah. yeah. Goddamn right I did. I, oh, I mean, you know, I yeah. I tried not to, but it, it, it happened. And so, like uh, I said, it's it's un- supernatural, that yeah. whole scene. It's just like, it, it seems real. An, an, an honorable mention, and I, I know just we're only supposed to pick one scene, but this scene is only because it's heart-wrenching, and it's also it, like it really is just very uncomfortable, is the ward show scene. Yeah, and you yeah. just see him yeah. at his fucking lowest. Yeah. And I was talking to Mark about that. Why wouldn't the manager have been like, "Hey, if he gets up, stop him"? Yeah, yeah, right. right? Exactly. Sorry, I just him. that bothered me. I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Yeah, would it, why would you leave him? Like, someone should have right there be like, "Hey, let's go grab this dude because he's obviously trashed." Yeah. At the same time, it was almost an opportunity for the manager to finally separate I mean, them, the manager was a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I think he single-handedly destroyed that no show yeah. socks. Fuck that dude. Right? So I he, so, those, so those two yeah. moments I, I really enjoyed just because they were just, they were real. They felt yeah. real. So I mean, yeah. No, I. What about I, you, James? It's hard for me to pinpoint a spot. I like the, I like the movie a lot overall. All right. And it's almost hard for me like to listen to the songs because it's like somber to me now. It's a bit emotional, to right? Because mm-hmm. we saw it with our friend Amanda, and like she was like, "I've been listening to it all week or all day," and I was like, "Well, shit, I can barely." I was like, "Man, this just reminds me of the movie. It's making me fucking yeah. bum- bumming me yeah. the fuck out right now, dude." Um. So truthfully, I like I do like the scene where he asks her to get a drink with him. I think that's real. Like yeah. how I've, I mean, I've been in situations. I mean, yeah. I've never been yeah. to a fucking French cabaret chick. I'm like, hey, want to go to Germany? This is weird. But it's just kind of cool because he's like, hey, he's like, he, he immediately likes her right off the top. Right. And I think that that's when you start, start seeing that chemistry building. And it, it, that's when you first notice, like, oh, this really works actually. And she's like, sure. And then you see that she's a little rough and she punches the fucking cop guy. And then they go to the grocery store. It's so and fucking it's hella random, random, but, but I mean, I think I've, I think everyone's. Well, I know most people. We've been in situations. Yeah, where yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, random We're at a goddamn Rayleigh's at two o'clock in the morning, so that you're safe away. Like yeah. this is weird, right? But it's it's real. I mean, dude, Bradley Cooper, good job, man. I hope he gets nominated for a couple Academy Awards and Lady Gaga. She seems like yeah. a front runner right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope he does more movies like this. Not just, I mean, maybe something more original, not based on a previous film. It would be kind of cool. A to good see. start. Good oh, start. definitely. A good I mean, start. The, the fact that he won the the director spot over Clint Eastwood because Clint Eastwood wanted to direct this too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And, so that's and, awesome. and hey, and now they're working together, and I think that'll help him too yeah. with yeah. coming out more movies. Not to not to go on a tangent, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's probably homies with Clint Eastwood, anyways. Yeah. Of, uh, American Snipers. All right. Oh, uh, true. How'd you guys? What did you think about? I mean, say it, spoilers. What is, the suicide was that? I did not expect it to be honest. I didn't see it coming, but of oh, course, I, I I'm always it. delayed in expecting like, things. I can't believe he just yeah, did I that. I was like, wait. I thought he was gonna go and like take his motorcycle and then get into an accident after taking some pills because you know they had like, the, about like that. in the '70s one. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was what was gonna happen. Um, apparently, I was the only one who didn't get it because <laughs> I feel my like- wife said that she noticed that was gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I told I told Amanda that like, he's that definitely crazy. killing himself. As soon as the manager yeah. was like, "You, you mean you we're lucky and all," this, I was like, "Man, fuck this yeah, guy." I mean, yeah, because I mean, he 
telling that to someone who's very self-destructive. And, he just came and, out of rehab. Yeah, exactly. I was like, can he breathe for fucking three days? Yep. And I, hey, I you know what? Honest. Shout out to that guy for making us hate him hell easy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did his job well. Thank you, you know very what? Much. Pretty good. I bet he's a cool guy in real life. Weasley looking motherfucker. I know. Anyway. British dude. Fuck this guy. Um. Yeah, that didn't fuck with me, man. Yeah, that any. I was telling Marcus. Marco didn't like it at first, but it it's a very haunting image of like what he's doing. You're like, dude, this guy yeah. like got the steak for the dog. Took, I mean, at first I thought he was gonna like auto fixation or whatever the car and the fucking like put it like yeah. a hose or something. I was like, what the fuck's he doing? Yeah. And then you just shoot to a scene where he's just you just see him hanging and it's like yep. from the outside yeah. in. I'm like, holy fuck, you know what I mean? Because he he mentioned that he tried to had killed him he tried to kill himself when he was a kid he was 13 and so and now like he failed oh, fuck you know uh, that in the i i knew he was gonna he was gonna die i was like okay but <laughs> i saw his i was telling james i thought it was gonna be through substance abuse because i saw him grab the pills right and i was like oh he's gonna i think he's gonna get high one more time probably but yeah but it was still i mean it was still a very haunting moment because as as destructive as he was as um uh, as damaged as he was, like he was still a likable character, and it was very just so tragic. And I think it's Bradley it, Cooper's just charisma, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I read up also that at it was very alluded in the movie because at the beginning, when he, his driver is taking him around the bars before he meets Allie for the first time, mm-hmm. they stop at a light, and there's a billboard with blue lights that has three nooses. Oh, there it. is! Oh, yeah. Wow, and it's for it's foreshadowing Super his, foreshadowing. his fate. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Shit, I didn't even know it's even sadder. But you know, but it, it it I think it it also speaks to you know the, the modern age with you know everything that's happened in entertainment and stuff like that. And I felt it modernized his death because the the previous times I'm sure. The guy died in different ways, right. but it makes him even more think, realistic. I mean, for our it, world. I found that because of what the manager says to him, uh, he feels like that's the only way. Well, that's exactly, yeah. and that's that kind of what I want to bring up. Make sure her career goes to the max compared to what he like. Yeah. kind of got stunted on because of substance abuse and alcohol and all that shit. So, like, he felt like the only way to do that was to for him to get out of the picture somehow. Yeah, There's a lot of people saw. have been yeah. saying about, like, that are really hard on the Me Too movement, and they're saying that, you know, oh, well, she can't have a career and as her, you know, her husband is, you know, has to end his life for her to be feel free and liberated to do something because she was willing to kind of you know, cancel things. And, she and really she, was, yeah. She did, I did. mean, that's how much yeah, she yeah. loved him, though. That, yeah, and so. that's how I was saying. It's like, it's not, it, I don't it's think that was the that. point of yeah, view. Because she could have been successful. She could have moved on, done whatever yeah. it is. She had no reason to stay with him, really, you yeah. know. People can get divorces every Yeah, week. it's it's yeah. a real thing. I mean, especially with him being in rehab, like, whatever, right? And but, it's not that she stopped her career. She just canceled the tour. Yeah, she that's wanted it. to be I with think she lied to him, though, right? She did lie, yeah. She actually didn't cancel the tour. So that's why she was like, the last thing I told him was a lie. Yeah. But she was doing it just so that he didn't feel so yeah. shitty about it. She wanted to be. She with knows him. how to talk to him, unlike the fucking manager. Yeah. Yeah. So she just wanted, you know, she she wanted there for support. His his way out was probably a little selfish because he thought that was the only way. But again, kind of depressed, didn't he's know what he was not doing. A, he's he not a guy that, uh, like Marcus yeah. says, yeah. doesn't. He, he just got out of fucking right. rehab. <laughs> so that was that was it. You know, like that was his view of saying, well, this is the only way things are going to be right. Well, yeah, because because he's he's obviously mentally depressed because right. he's he's grew up, you know, with a fucked up family things like that and that's like james was saying that's the only way he saw it is because of that like with that's how they, and, like no and, and yeah and no one could see it coming they don't shy that. away from the fact that it, it's no one else sam elliott's character is like it's his fault yeah 
Oh, he, he calls did it out. Yeah, and I think that's smart to do because technically it was his fault. Yeah. He took his own life. It's not like you can't I blame it on anyone else. You I know? don't agree on that. So, because with those, with someone who's mentally depressed, they can't like they don't see any other option. It's like it's it's no. He's clinically depressed. What I'm saying though is so, like it's, don't put the blame. on The blame own. wasn't on the like Lady Gaga's character though. Right. No. It wasn't. Some people are saying that she couldn't go forward All with right. it. So I mean, true. that's just all I'm saying. Yeah. True. But again, like. There are other outliers on it. I didn't agree with that line. I was like, hmm, no, because then it makes people feel like shit. I mean, Lady Gaga's character didn't agree with it either. You can tell. She stares at him like, not the time, buddy. I think what it shows is the type of life that Jackson Maine had and the relationships that he had is for someone that close to him to say that. It's like, wow, that I never noticed how damaged this guy was or how on the fringe he was. And I think that's what I got out of that. And that's, you know, you know, that's another subliminal message in there yeah there's a lot to the movie so i mean overall though good movie movie. it's gonna be kind of hard for me to watch it again i won't lie true but i'd definitely watch it again i I, I mean it's it's rough it's a rougher one you know hey you know what we watch depressing things sometimes guys yeah yeah, it's not always you can watch blue valentine we can figure this one out oh i think this is this made me way more upset than blue valentine (laughs) well you also watched it fucking 12 years too late but whatever (laughs) i still need to watch that movie but yeah you know what i'd i'd Definitely still watch this movie. Hey, you know what, guys, though? Uh, this got the Movie Pal seal of approval. There you go. Hey. Yo, oh, look at that. Watch it. Look at that, guys. Took three tries, but we got it. Bring bring a bag of Kleenex. Or, uh, I mean, a box of Kleenex, not a bag. That's weird. <laughs> what kind of animal? <laughs> what kind of animals does that? All right, guys. With that, that is the end of podcast number 33. We just want to, once again, thank everybody for listening. Give us some feedback, response, reviews. Uh, let them know how they can reach us, Marco. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash moviepalspod, or tweet at us, at moviepalspod. Again, as James said, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Thank you so, so much for your support. We really appreciate it, for your subscriptions, for your shout-outs, for your comments, and just for stopping by and talking to us on social media. We really appreciate it. Keep that going. Send us your recommendations, and we'll check them out, whether we like them or not. So for our next one, guys, we're doing a big one. So we're not going to do our normal two weeks out. We're going to do three weeks out from today's pod, basically, to give us a little more time because we are doing another marathon, actually. Yeah, another special episode for you guys. So, so many movies. This one, I mean, this one's. I feel like this one's an important one, though. It's got some quality films. We go, We will be reviewing all, and actually nine, there's going to be nine films. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Wow. Not, uh, all the Harry Potter films leading up before the new Fantastic Beasts. So stay tuned. Uh, Until then, though, this is James and Marco and Nabil. Have a good one.